It's time for episode 328 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, January 8th, 2020. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast that aims to be here now. I am one of your hosts, Micah Sargent, and I am joined across the internet in 2020, whoa, by my co-host, it's Dan Morin. Hi, Dan. Hi, Micah. Happy 2020. Not that we already didn't do a show in 2020. We totally did. (laughs) Uh, I'm not revising anything. That is a thing that clearly happened. Yeah, our after 2020 episode that went up last week that was definitely (laughs) recorded in 2020. Ah, well, we are here in 2020, and we have two awesome guests. I am pumped to have back on the show, Senior Cloud Advocate at Microsoft, Christina Film Girl Warren. Hi. Hey, hey. <laughs> Happy 2020. Happy 2020 to you. And what better way to kick off uh, 2020 for the second time again, clearly, uh, <laughs> than a brand new guest on Clockwise this week. It's the lead editor at 9to5Mac and the host of the 9to5Mac Happy Hour and Watch Time podcast. It's Zach Hall. Welcome to the show, Zach. Thank you. Hey, everybody. All righty. Well, you know how this works. We've got 30 minutes. We've got four topics, and I will kick things off with mine. So CES is here. It is underway. Uh, Monday is technically not CES, but there's definitely CES stuff going on. So there have been some things that have been announced, and I just want to know what's the coolest or alternatively the most ridiculous thing you've seen coming out of CES thus far Christina, we'll start with you. All right. So uh, I think that the most ridiculous thing thus far has to be the Charmin uh, smart bathroom, <laughs> right? Uh, yes. I think so. So Charmin put out like a, it's a concept to be clear. They're not going to actually do this, I hope. But they put out a concept of how they could basically smartify the bathroom, which is a place we don't need smart tech, in my opinion, where there's like a, a, a Roomba robot that will deliver toilet paper. There's a, a, some sort of sensor that will detect the smell level in the bathroom. And there is a, a VR. Oh, even grosser. There's a VR experience for no, people at no, concerts. No. Yeah. So you're at a porta potty, but you can still enjoy, you know, you too. <sighs> Wait. Okay. So I didn't <laughs> see that one. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That I uh, no, I'm I'm here to say no to all of that. Um, let's let's talk about Bali, shall we? <laughs> uh, Samsung's little pseudo BB-8 robot. Look, BB-8 is cool. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, but I don't feel like in real life a little ball full of following me around with a camera is actually something that I want. It feels like something I'm gonna step on. It feels like something that's gonna spy on me. I heard one of the features that it can like determine when you're uh, your house needs cleaning and tell your like like Roomba that you need it needs vacuuming and it's like uh, one of my co-hosts on another podcast described it as a snitch and I was like yes <laughs> yes that is what this is I do not need a robot to tell me my floors are dirty I know my floors are dirty <laughs> um, so I I don't know I robots uh, we're starting to get to that stage where I feel like they're going to be more and more uh, a part of our lives and. I feel like people are, they're trying to sneak them in and insinuate them by making them cute. And you know what? It's not going to work on me, friends. It's not going to work on me. 
Yeah, so mine is something I thought was kind of ridiculous, but I think I might actually have to buy one for the family, which is the Pop Power Home wireless charger from the makers of Pop Sockets, the little attachments that go on the back of your phones um, for like a handle or like a stand, you know, what have you. Uh, and all it is is a, a, a wireless Qi charger that has a Pop Socket sized hole in the middle of it so that you can actually use a Pop Socket on an iPhone with wireless charging without having to take it off or like use some special accessory besides the charger. Um, and it, it just, the pop socket like fits in the middle of it, like filling in a donut or something. And then it wirelessly charges. Uh, and then you can also use it for anything that else would fit on top of it that wouldn't fall in the hole. Um, but it's really clever. And, and my daughter is a pop socket user and this would be really cool for us because then she could have like a dedicated place to just put her phone and it would charge and is pop socket. Yeah. Incidentally, if PopSocket hasn't figured out a way to do a cross-promotion deal with Hot Pockets, I really feel like they're leaving something on the table. And totally. that song, Pop, Lock, and Drop It, uh, <laughs> all together would make for a great experience. Um, in fact, that donut was going to be my choice. Um, I think that ah. I, I thought that was super cool. I am not a PopSocket user, uh, but I was talking on MacBreak Weekly about how I kind of like to live out these experiences that different people have and so i am curious about pop socket and what seems like utter nonsense to me and i didn't ever want to sort of take that dive and and run that experiment without uh using that uh little without using the little donut because i like to wirelessly charge my devices um but the <laughs> the other thing that was on my list is a device called the heat box. Um, the heat box is a little uh, device that can actually warm up your food. So it is a self-heating lunchbox, essentially. Um, yeah. yeah. So if you, you know, you got a meal and, and you don't have one that is, um, uh, that is a cold meal that you could enjoy. Well, if you want to warm up your rice or, or what have you, then you can use your little heat box, which will essentially steam your meal and uh, warm it back up again. So some fun stuff from CES. Thank you all for your answers on that topic. Let's go to our next one, which comes from Christina Warren. All right. So Jane Marie, who's a podcast host and journalist who created uh, the podcast, um, The Dream um, uh, on Stitcher, which honestly was probably my favorite podcast of 2018, just got a book deal for uh, to, to continue the dream called Selling the Dream. And this is now, I think, the second case I know of of somebody going from podcast to book deal about the podcast. So I wanted to ask all of you, what podcast would you like to see turned into a book? Wow. Uh, so you're going to ask a podcaster, which podcast they would <laughs> like to see? Hmm, any of my No. Uh, I think for me, I, I don't tend to listen to that many different podcasts. And a lot of the ones I was like thinking through this and thinking a lot of the ones I listen to actually have like book tie-ins. Um, like for example, uh, I like Rick Steves podcast. He already does travel books and, uh, you know, there's a variety of other ones, but the one that kind of stood out for me that I really loved, uh, was a podcast called last scene, uh, which I listened to a couple of years ago, which chronicles the, the, um, the Gardner, Isabella Stewart Gardner museum heist in the 1980s here in Boston. And it was a really fascinating unfolding of like this, a still unsolved art heist. 
Uh, and I would, you know, feel like maybe there's not a lot of new information to delve there. And I'm sure it's been covered by numerous books before, but I really thought it was a great podcast. And uh, why not find some way to uh, capitalize on that or maybe cover some other art heists? I can't get enough of art heists. Zach, what about you? Mine, I, it was just a tough question. Uh, s- similar to you, a lot of the podcasts that I listen to that are not tech podcasts have, have book, you know, in, books in the, in relation to them. Um, so I had to be creative and my pick is Roderick on the line with John Roderick, the Merlin <laughs> man, because yeah? what an awesome, like, coffee table book that would be and it could just be like the transcript of every episode but it's just so rich in like john roderick's history and life insights and then there could be like an audiobook version of it that isn't the podcast but it's read by like jeff bridges and jim carrey or something i don't know (laughs) (laughs) and i would buy that like over and over (laughs) um so again kind of the same issue um once you know how the sausage is made, it can be kind of uh, difficult to, at least for me, listen to a whole lot of podcasts. But um, there is a podcast that I think many people have heard of called The Adventure Zone, which is uh, Dungeons and Dragons sort of actual play podcast uh, that actually has been made into a graphic novel. And I would like to see uh, another podcast that I listen to that's a Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast called Dragon Friends made into a I almost picked novel. a Micah. Yeah. See, I think that'd be super cool to see it as a graphic novel. Um, so that would be my choice. Christina, what about you? All right. So, I mean, this is hard too, because they're like, as y'all said, their books are usually common fodder for podcasts and you kind of do sometimes see, you know, tie-ins. But what I thought was interesting in this case was that it's like the podcast that is becoming the basis kind of of the book. And so in that vein, I actually think that one of the original kind of, you know, like, Gimlet Media startup, I think that having a book that was kind of a, a memoir, maybe between you know the two founders, that would be really interesting. That would be a good way to kind of uh, give you maybe more behind the scenes things. And sometimes you can be more honest, uh, ironically, in written form than you can uh, in um, in edited audio. So I, w- I would love to read um, kind of like the the unvarnished truth uh, and kind of saga of behind the scenes things from uh, from startup. All righty. Well, that uh, brings us to halftime, folks. And this episode of Clockwise is brought to you by Linode. Whether you're working on a personal project or managing your enterprise's infrastructure, Linode has the pricing, the support, and the scale you need to take your project to the next level. They've got 11 data centers worldwide, including the newest data center in Sydney, Australia. And with their enterprise-grade hardware, that's S3-compatible storage options and their next-generation network, Linode delivers the performance you expect at a surprisingly good price. You can get started on Linode today with a $20 credit for listeners of this show, and you'll get access to Nanode plans starting as low as 5 bucks a month, a revamped cloud manager built on an open-source single-page app, dedicated CPU plans with physical cores reserved just for you, and one-click installs of the most popular apps, including WordPress, LampStack, and game servers for Minecraft. Plus more! 
You can go to linode.com slash clockwise and use the promo code clockwise2020 when creating a new Linode account and get $20 credit towards your next project. Oh, and by the way, Linode is hiring right now. So if that's something that interests you, go to linode.com slash careers to find out more. The URL for that $20 credit one more time is linode.com slash clockwise with the promo code clockwise2020. Our thanks to Linode for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. All righty, Dan, what have you got for us? Well, uh, New Year's Day apparently was a new record for the App Store in terms of apps. And my question for you is, despite that, do you find yourself using a lot of new apps? I mean, uh, many of us obviously are in tech. and We probably download a bunch of stuff. But do you find stuff displacing the apps that you've used for a long time? Or do you sort of tend to stick with your old stalwarts? Is the app ecosystem mellowing a little bit i'm just curious about your thoughts zach you you probably deal with a lot of apps i'm guessing indeed yeah yeah which is really helpful um there are two apps that i used with my apple watch to, and, and iphone to sort of help me get into shape and and, and live healthier uh, nike running club and my fitness pal and they were good but they weren't great apps uh and recently i've discovered two indie developer apps called one's called tempo which is like a run a log of your like your past workouts, but in great detail. And then the other is called Calories, uh, C A L O R Y. And those two apps have replaced Nike Run Club and My Fitness Pal for me. And they're so good because like any developers are so responsive to like feature request, and they look like they're made for iOS and not for like cl- cross platform. You know, uh, so it, it, they're really cool, and and they have me excited because they're. They're newer, so there's still room for, you know, this other app had this feature, so it'd be great to see it in this app. Um, but they're being developed actively, and they work with, because they're newer, they work with all the newest, like, iOS 13 features. So they're really great. Yeah, Dan, I got to tell you, I do kind of stick with what I've already got. Um, it has to be that there's an app that has a very interesting feature um, for me to make the switch. That said, I'm sure I... Uh, I was part, I contributed to this record breaking deal because I do a show called iOS today, which means that I'm downloading apps all the friggin' time and, uh, paying for apps all the, well, Twit is paying for apps all the friggin' time. Um, and so, yeah, I know that I'm probably part of that. So I still do buy and download new apps, but they don't stay on my phone for very long after, uh, they are used in, in the work that I do. Christina, what about you? You, do you stick with yours or you got new ones? Yeah, so it's weird. So I don't, I'm no longer in the business where I have to review apps every day, uh, which is something that I used to do. And so I don't, for professional reasons, have to be as on top of things. Although I do still like to discover new apps. But I think kind of like uh, you and Dan, I tend to stick with what I have. The one exception that I'll say is that what does tend to happen over time, especially with utility apps, and especially as uh, you know the, the economics of the app store have changed, there are some apps that just won't get updated and will either not work as well or something else will happen and then you have to kind of search for a replacement. So, uh, you know, uh, pinboard apps and things like that, like small little utilities. So those are times when I then have to kind of search and be like, okay, what's the current state of things and do I need to update this? But I have to say I do get new apps, but when it comes to stuff that I use day to day, yeah, unfortunately, I think I'm in that place where I'm probably using a lot of the same things that I've been using for years now. 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you guys on that. I, I do tend to find myself mainly sticking to the same apps that I've sort of time tested at this point. Although, like you, Christina, I definitely run into problems when like categories uh, open up because an app has died. So recently, within the last couple of years, I was looking for like a new flight tracking app because the one I'd used like stopped working. Um, and then recently, uh, actually, the other thing I'm downloading is like Zach was talking about, I was looking for a way to set up a new running program for this year. And so I downloaded like six different running apps, but you gave me two more to check out. So I'm going to check out those as well. Um, but yeah, I think some of it is also just like the the iPhone has become much more mature as a platform. And so in the early days, we were all like, oh, check out this new app that lets you do this thing that you could never do before. And now it feels like a lot of that ground has kind of been staked out. So it's a little harder to get in the door with a, you know, an app that does something that already other apps do, but does it better? Like, you know, you, there's a lot of sort of inertia to overcome there. But it seems like the App Store is still uh, doing gangbusters business, so it's hard to fault it too much for that. Thanks for all your thoughts. Let's go to our last topic today, which comes from Zach. Sure. So my topic, um, it, it started as a, as a tweet that I wanted to do, and then it became a full story, and then the story blew up. Um, but the, the question is, is uh, what's your experience with guided meditation, uh, which could include like Apple's Breathe app on the Apple Watch or, or anything else that's sort of meditation, but it's sort of guided by some other app or video or something? Yeah. Uh, so I've tried many an app for that. One of my favorite apps that exists uh, is called Budify, um, which has been available in the App Store for a long time. And what I like about Budify is that it offers app or offers different uh, guided meditations for different things that are going on. So it's not just for uh, moments whenever you can sit down and uh pause and you know not do anything else there are things for like when you're shopping or when you are at work and you know before you move on to your next task or something like that and of course ones like before bed there are great um meditations there as well but um i as much as i want to be a a mindfulness uh guru and definitely you know stick to it time and time again i struggle to uh, find a way to add guided meditation um, in a way that that, that works for me. Um, I've talked about this on podcasts before, but I was diagnosed um, a few years ago now with um, ADHD, adult ADHD. And uh, it is a difficult thing for someone who has a brain that is driven to sort of focus on a billion things at once um, to be able to focus their core and sort of do a guided meditation. That said, when I am sort of uh, feeling myself going into a bit of an anxiety spiral or something like that, Apple's Breathe app uh, is a tool that I use to help me sort of recenter myself. So while I don't stick to sort of the practice of guided meditation, I will say that these different apps are helpful whenever I do go to them and use them for what it happens to be. So Budify, whenever I am having trouble sleeping and want a way to um, take myself down into uh, the, the proper stages of sleep, and then Apple's Breathe app, whenever I need to sort of recenter myself. Those have been very helpful. Christina, what about you? Well, first of all, nice flex that you are able to sleep with your Apple Watch or have an Apple Watch just for sleeping. <laughs> well, well, well done there, Micah. Uh, no, um, I, uh, I too, uh, 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 have ADHD and, uh, 
I don't know if that's why I typically am uh, like I ignore the breathe app or or not. I know I should do these things. My best friend is really really into yoga and this stuff, and she'll often text me. She, it's often better than uh, the, a breathe app or, or guided meditation because she'll just be like, "Have you done your breathing?" Nice. <laughs> so I have that. I guess uh, I guess technically that counts as an Apple Watch app. But no, to be totally honest, these are things I know I should do and be better for my health. But no, I I don't uh, I, I I don't do it. I don't, I don't, I don't mess with this. Although I, I'm not opposed to the idea. I'm glad people are using it. It's just one of those things that I'm, I usually get distracted like by O squirrel before I can. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. O squirrel. You know, it's funny, Zach, I saw your article on this and it made me think about it because I do like Micah. I kind of use the breathe app from time to time. Like when I feel like, you know what? I need to sort of calm down and center myself right now. Uh, and I do find it really helpful, but I'd long ago turned off like the notifications about it. And I started wondering, like after I saw your articles, like, ah, oh, maybe I should turn those back on again. Like maybe that would be good for me. I'm kind of in, in Christina's boat there where I'm like, I know this would be good for me to do more regularly, but it's, yeah, it's definitely kind of an uphill climb for me. So I, I like the idea and I'm gonna have to check out some of these other apps too, to see if maybe these are things that were helpful. And I like that the Apple watch offers it. I think it's actually something it's too bad that I think it has been so largely derided uh, and so picked on because I think that they really shot for something very beneficial to people here, but it definitely had a little bit of trouble sort of explaining or like getting people to sort of buy into it. So that's too bad, but I'm glad that it's still there. Yeah, I'm the same way where I, I, when I use the breathe app or any sort of meditation, I always feel better. It's, it's very calming for me. And if I'm like, I'm, my brain's wired before bedtime, I can sort of meditate just for a minute and I'm ready for bed. It's like reading a book in bed, except you don't have to read the book. And, uh, you know, but, but the breathe app alerts do kind of stress me out because it's just one more alert to manage. So I've had them turned off for a long time and thus I've forgotten to use it uh, as much as I'd like to. Um, what I, what I did in my story was, um, part of what I do for my job is I just research all the time how people are using the Apple Watch in, in their everyday lives. And, um, and that involves a lot of like searching on Twitter. And I found this tweet that was like the same format, but it would happen every single day. And the idea of the tweet is, it's kind of sort of a joke, but it's like, my Apple Watch vibrates. I think someone just messages me. I have a friend. Oh, it's just the Breathe app again. And it's like, that's every single day. And so I looked into it and I was like, when was the first time this occurred? And at the beginning, it was like one every month or so a few years ago. And then now it's like once a day. So I was just very curious of like how that meme happened and, and it's like struck on. Um, but then it made me think more about the Breathe app as well and then how you, you know, how you use it and everything. So, uh, cool. Thanks guys. Absolutely. Well, uh, that brings us to the end of another episode of Clockwise. But of course, we have time for a bonus topic. And before we get there, I want to tell you that this episode of Clockwise is brought to you by Booz Allen. Modernizing for the future is a challenge, especially for large organizations. You may need to integrate legacy systems with new technology. You may need to incorporate AI and analytics to work more efficiently and make fast decisions. And everyone needs new ways of thinking to move to what's next, whether for government or commercial goals. Booz Allen understands, and they're helping some of the world's largest organizations modernize. They understand the mission of government and industry and the need to adapt to constant change. They provide open source solutions so clients can integrate innovation from anywhere, whether from visionary startups or major contractors. Plus, they're helping clients power new technologies with analytics, and because security is everyone's priority, they integrate their capabilities with intelligence-grade cybersecurity. With Booz Allen, integration means putting you in control of innovation. Integrate, innovate, 
Get it done with Booz Allen. Learn more at boozallen.com slash relay. That's boozallen.com slash relay. Thanks to Booz Allen for their support of Relay FM. Alrighty, here is your bonus topic. What is the best meal, dish, dessert, or food that you can cook? Christina, we'll start with you. Well, I'm a really terrible cook, so I'm really good at ordering. Um, <laughs> but over the holidays, I did. I was able to make cookies with my mom. Aw. And uh, I, I can make really, really good. There, I have a really good recipe for really thin oatmeal cookies that are basically Ooh. just like oatmeal, sugar, a little bit of molasses, a lot of butter. They're amazing. Oh, They're really that thin. sounds They're good. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I do make a mean pasta dish, but you know, not by hand or anything. I'm, I'm not that capable. I will say, however, that my best thing that I can sort of do from scratch on my own start to finish is French toast. Uh, nice. my French toast, I, I nice. maybe it's overselling it to call it legendary, but <laughs> I call it legendary and my, my wife think even thinks it's pretty good. So that's a uh, major accolades in my book. Uh, so I've got a couple of things. Um, the first is something called stir-fresh macaroni and cheese out of the box. And <laughs> I, I do cook it at nice. home, and then I add some breadcrumbs to it, and then I put it in a glass dish and take it to Thanksgiving, and everyone <laughs> loves it. And, and, <laughs> and there's never any leftover. Uh, the only thing I can really cook is spaghetti, um, boil the noodles, make the make the beef, stir in some sauce, and it's just like canned sauce in a jar or whatever. So um, <laughs> I, I am good at using food delivery apps as well. Um, so I'm going to go with two because one is sort of an, uh, a friend popularity, which are my, uh, lemon bars, uh, sometimes called lemon squares. And I'm basically not allowed to come to any friend gatherings unless I'm bringing my lemon bars. Um, but for family, my, f- uh, favorite thing to cook and my best dish there, uh, are my greens. My grandma has a greens recipe that she passed down to me and every Thanksgiving and Christmas I get a bunch of mustard and collard greens and my big stock pot. And I cook those bad boys for the whole day, boil those things down with all of these spices and meats and deliciousness. And uh, by the time the holiday is over, there are no more greens left. Um, and everybody's looking for more. So I quite like making greens and seeing um the the happiness i guess that it brings for sure uh thank you all for your answers and thank you for joining us for an episode of clockwise it is time to say goodbye christina warren senior cloud developer advocate at microsoft thanks for being here today thank you for having me and zach hall from 95 mac thank you for making your clockwise debut today thanks so much i appreciate it and Micah, you are no longer allowed to show up for the podcast without Lemon Squares. I don't make the rules. That's just how it is. <laughs> okay, deal. <laughs> all right. We'll see how that goes next week. But until then, we remind all of you listening out there, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody.